When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frank Isola, Israel Gutierrez, J.A. Adande, Mina Kimes, Josh Allen, four red zone interceptions in his last five games, tonight versus Belichick. And Tatum 49, Booker 51, Zion double clutching. Who won the night? Let's go. Big night is so Believe they all did. Eight and three, and having won two straight, but is there a feeling the Bills aren't exactly where they're supposed to be? Josh Allen's turnover-prone game right now versus Belichick, and Von Miller out, how the defensive thrust looks without him, and New England now outside the playoffs, they're going to need wins. Does one have to come tonight? Mina Kimes around the horn to you. What did the Patriots have to do to win tonight? What did the Bills have to do to prove they are who they thought they were? Well, the Patriots have to protect Mac Jones. This has been the single biggest determinant. I would say single biggest reason why this offense has struggled has been his play under pressure. When he is pressured, he has a QBR of 1.5. I repeat, 1.5, which is 31st in the NFL ahead of only Zach Wilson. Somewhat improbably, when he is kept clean, that QBR ranking jumps to 17th. Now, whether the Bills can accomplish that is a little bit tricky because, as you mentioned, Von Miller is not going to play in this game. Gregory Rousseau, their other star edge rusher, should be returning, which should help. But the Bills have struggled all year with injuries on defense. They have struggled on both offense as well. Josh Allen, of course, with the UCL. But for me, it's the injuries on defense that have made the Bills seem lesser than what we expect. And whether they can get to Mac Jones will determine whether or not they can win this game and I think how we perceive them going forward. But the name Josh Allen not coming up once and mean his answer. J.A. Donde, I turn to you on, mm-hmm. on what you think moves tonight. Well, Tony, you talked about Bill Belichick and his schemes. You made it sound like real ominous, like, ooh, Bill Belichick, what's he going to cook up against Josh Allen? Traditionally, that's been the case. This year, though, not so much. Belichick and his defense haven't really had answers for the good to great quarterbacks that they faced. If you look at Tua, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, I'll even include Kirk Cousins in there, they've all had quarterback ratings of 85 and above. Even Justin Fields looked like the the savior that Bears fans have been waiting for uh, when they played the Patriots this year. So... I'm not convinced that Belichick has an answer for Josh Allen. I'm also not convinced that Josh Allen's elbow will allow him to be as great as he maybe normally would. I'm also worried about protecting Josh Allen because their their top defensive uh, or top offensive lineman is out with an injury. Mm -hmm. Israel Gutierrez on what to watch for tonight. (laughs) Yeah, um, in terms of Josh Allen... Uh, or the Bills, I think the Bill Belichick, you don't have to look past him in terms of quality quarterback that Bill Belichick has played against. The last two times he's played against Josh Allen, the Bills have not punted. They went four and out one time, and that includes the playoff game uh, last season. So they're going to have to figure something out there. And there's one thing uh, there's one thing to get to Josh Allen. It's another thing to bring him down. So, you know, the idea of pressure with four, yeah, you can get pressure with four, but he can sort of dance around that pressure, maybe even shed a tackle and continue to go. But you mentioned Deion Dawkins there. He's going to be out at left tackle. And if you line up Matthew Judon 
ahead uh, against him one-on-one -on -one a lot, you know, you might be able to get to Josh Allen. If they sort of spy him and maybe dare them to run the ball a little bit and, you know, go against his instinct of passing all the time, maybe. You look at the Patriots' defense at home, they've been fantastic lately, mm -hmm. so maybe. Mm -hmm. But really, based on the evidence of the last two times they've played, there's really no shot. Frank Isola. Yeah, you know, when Buffalo beat Kansas City right away, Super Bowl contender, they, they look like they're the team that's going to come out of the AFC. That lost to Minnesota, though, and that one's on Josh Allen. He hasn't been great, but he has been great against New England. Last five games, 13 touchdowns, only one interception. The big thing with Buffalo, can you run the ball? Because when it gets later in the season, you got to run the ball and you have to be able to play defense. That's what wins in the NFL. One big key tonight, Mina mentioned it, Von Miller not being there. I think that's huge for Buffalo. That's something New England has to take advantage of. Nina, I'll go back to you, and I take it back. You mentioned Josh Allen once in relation <laughs> to the UCL, but I'm talking about yeah. the turnovers. You could say it may be their injury-related, but the turnovers specifically tonight versus a defense like Belichick could throw at him. Yeah, I think that's going to be key. I, I would say for New England, from their perspective, it's two things. One, can you get Josh Allen to turn it over through disguise? Bill Belichick is very good at fooling quarterbacks. And then the other is, you know, Josh Allen's injury, the way it's impacted him is it has he has struggled with accuracy on short throws. Weirdly, he's been okay throwing it deep. So for New England, they need to stop the deep ball because underneath, Josh Allen has not been himself as of late, and I think that has a lot to do with the injury. That's interesting. Israel, you seem like there was no shot here. You, you like Buffalo. Frank, you left the door open a little bit with Von Miller being out. Who you got? You know what? I'm going to take New England tonight. Pull the upset. Hey, hey Donde? Wow. Okay. I'm going with Buffalo. Mina Kimes. I've got the Bills. We'll move on. LeBron James last night. 31 points in the rollover, the littlest Portland Blazers. But it's his words after the game that is our focus. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Jay Adonde, how do you hear LeBron James there? <laughs> misguided because you guys that he said was a room full of reporters who cover the Lakers and the NBA. So it's really not in their purview to get LeBron James's reaction to Jerry Jones, as opposed to Kyrie Irving, a fellow NBA player, a former teammate and a vice president in the players union. I think that was a much more relevant question for them to ask. And it's not as if LeBron has ever been denied the platform or a platform to speak his mind when he's had something he wants to get off his chest, either through his vast social media reach or through his own television show. And finally, the notion that, that you know, the ongoing historical and ongoing 
the trauma inflicted on black people has somehow been ignored and is not discussed. The only reason that picture surfaced and is in the news again is because the Washington Post was doing a series of articles about the lack and the, and the dire dismal numbers of hiring black coaches in the NFL. And they were questioning Jerry Jones specifically about that photograph and whether or not it has anything to do with the fact that he has never hired a black head coach in his three and a half plus decades of ownership of the Dallas Cowboys. And so it was all there. It was there by the people responsible for it, by the people going above and beyond their duties to cover that story. Read the Washington Post series if you want to hear about black trauma, including the story about a black coach, a longtime assistant coach in the NFL who never got his chance and what that meant to him, the damage that he felt uh, because of that. It's all there if you look for it. Israel Gutierrez, how do you hear LeBron James? Yeah, I'm in full agreement with J.A. there. And if LeBron wants to sort of make the point that there is a double standard the way, you know, white men and women are, are viewed or uh, versus black men and women in the media, um, yes, he can come up with a million examples of how that's true. That double standard is absolutely out there. This, for all the reasons that J.A. just mentioned, probably not one of the best ones, okay? And I think the thing that bothered me the most is if you want to make it sort of chastising the media, that's one thing. If you want to make it about the topic, make it about the topic. Discuss Jerry Jones. Tell us why we should be talking about it, because you had the opportunity there, and instead you were just chastising the media. Even afterward, on your way out, one of the reporters, Brad Turner, asked him, hey, and he said, no, no, you had your chance, and walked out. He could have done this on social media if he wanted to also chastise the reporters and also give his opinion. He chose not to do that. So it just feels kind of empty from LeBron James. It feels like a chance just to chastise and move on. Even though his point is correct in terms of a double standard, this way of getting this across is conflating, I don't think is the, the, the right way to go about it. Mina Kimes, your view of it? You know, honestly, I feel if LeBron had been asked by a reporter about the Jerry Jones story in the Washington Post, um, that reporter probably would have been criticized because it would have felt like a reach. He's a Cowboys fan, so now he has to answer for this white owner. It, it really, I think, would have been odd, frankly. Um, I, I don't agree with him as far as the fact that the lack of a question was a glaring omission. I do feel, however, that this story, the Washington Post series, hasn't been represented correctly, including, frankly, by uh, LeBron there, because it's an incredibly nuanced story about an NFL owner, Jerry Jones, and it includes this photograph, but it uses the photograph to put his history of not hiring black head coaches, the implicit bias that has led to that in context. It's why, to Jay's point, I really encourage people to read the entire series, which lays out the history of bias in the NFL, um, because you really have to understand the full picture to, I think, understand why the, the, this photo of Jerry Jones matters, and it's not just a photo. And Frank Isola. And it's almost as if he's making it sound like, well, it's not a story yet because I haven't weighed in on it. And as everybody's pointed out, it was journalists that brought this story to light. So it almost felt as well he was workshopping material for his HBO show. If, if I'm a Laker reporter and the Kyrie thing is going down, of course I'm going to ask LeBron James about it. We know his history with Kyrie. By the way, when the Robert Sarver situation happened in Phoenix... The reporters asked LeBron about that. It's somewhat relevant. He wants to be an NBA owner one day. He's the most powerful player in the league, so of course you're going to ask him. I don't think the Laker reporters not asking him about this is, is a bad look by the Laker reporters at all. I think that's okay. I understand thing. where you guys are coming from because you are reporters. But at least even take how he was asked or whether he was not asked about it. Do you believe? Let, let's take get away from LeBron for a second and make it Tom Brady or someone in the NFL. Have they been asked that question, Jay Adani? Has the LeBron of the well, NFL, Tom Brady, been asked that question? Two, two 
fulfillment here in an adequate way. Mina, actually, you start off because you are covering yeah. the locker room. Mm. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because there is an issue here, and it's not that players, certainly NBA players, haven't been asked about Jerry Jones. It's that the other owners haven't been asked about Jerry Jones. The issue at the heart of the Washington Post series is about the lack of diversity in hiring head coaches. The Jerry Jones story is about that issue, and other owners who are equally responsible for that lack of diversity should be the ones who are answering questions about it, not LeBron James. I agree with you, Tony, your point that these quarterbacks, the prime, the faces of the NFL, never get asked to address the issues, that, particularly the NFL issues or sports-wide issues, worldwide issues that LeBron and others have. Granted, they've been outspoken, but really going back to Colin Kaepernick, we didn't hear the opinions. We didn't see these, uh, the prime faces of the NFL, primarily the quarterbacks, held accountable. And why do you think that is? I, I know, I know that's an impossible question to answer, but well, but LeBron I mean, has I'll, asked I'll, a lot I'll, of questions, ever, and he gives his opinion on a lot of things in his own way. Whether it's in this TV show, as Frank was alluding, but did this conversation about Jerry Jones just go away? No, and you saw him asked about it after the Thanksgiving game by the local media, but they need to keep that same energy, which was LeBron's approach. You know, NFL reporters need to ask the owners and the faces of the franchise these questions more often. Appreciate your thoughts on that. We're going to take a break right here. Buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Some great moments on the court last night, but this one was my favorite. Udonis Haslam, year 20, asked to cover Jason Tatum. What type of sick mastermind devious hatched this? I mean, what is that? Oh, my goodness. Jason Tatum, 49 for the game. Boston Celtics, another win, five in a row, 14 of 15. Another 130-plus point game statistically. The best offensive team in NBA history by a bunch of measures, Israel. On December 1st, you prepared to call the Celtics the team to beat? 
Why do you have to do that to Udonis? He's just filling in because all the big men are hurt. Why do you have to do that? Yes, I'm absolutely willing to call the Celtics the best team right now. Their offense is just incredible. Um, they move the ball so well. Jason Tatum calls it randomness built on trust. And frankly, when you think about how to defend a team built on randomness that can make all kinds of shots, it's a nightmare. And they don't even have Robert Williams back yet to make their defense as good as it is. By far, the best team Frank in the NBA. Frank Isola, you willing to say it too? Yeah, you buried the lead. The Prince and Princesses of Wales were there, and they said, absolutely brilliant. The Celtics are the best team in the league. Right now, Jason Massive. Tatum is by far the best player. Points for 100 possessions, best all time. Yeah. They are what the NBA is about, moving the ball, athletic, versatile wing players, Tatum and Brown. Mina Kimes. I mean, Frank, you're talking about their points for 100 possessions. So the difference between them and the number two team, which is Denver, is the same difference between two and 21, which is Indiana. They're not just beating the field offensively. They are lapping it. What they're doing is incredible, and the defense has picked up as of late as well. Yeah, Donde. I only got one number for you, Tony. Yeah. 24. Jason Tatum is 24 years old. He's not supposed to be this great, this young. And you feel like the Celtics probably got to the finals ahead of schedule last year. Uh, now they're ready. They look like a team that should be in the finals. Okay, but the idea that Tatum 24, I mean, we've seen we've seen LeBron. We've seen Luka now. We've seen Giannis. They were more heralded. We've seen, okay, but we've, he's making the leap. Even though he didn't really need to make that much of a leap, you're like saying he's making 24 the for about five years now. Yeah. Mm. We'll move on. The Tatum Final game versus two other wows from last night. I want you to do a comp on these. Devin Booker had 51, so he had two more than Tatum, but he did it in three quarters. And then Zion had 33, 10, and 5 on 80% shooting. There was the double clutch dunk, and there was also this poster where somehow Woo. everybody on the Raptors got in the shot here. You saw it. Frank, <laughs> who impressed you most last night? Well, I think I impressed Mina with my analytic, uh, with the analytics I just gave her. She seemed like she was proud of me. It's Devin Booker, 51 yeah, points in 31 minutes. The same Devin Booker who years ago, when he scored 70 in a loss, posed for a picture. This time, after three quarters, he said, the fight is over, I'm done. That was impressive. Mina Kimes? Oh, and again, I agree with Frank. Uh, yeah, oh for me, it's uh -oh. Booker. The fact that he's achieving <laughs> this volume, but he's doing it in such a meaningful way, being the reason why his team is atop the West. The fact that he did it after doing it on Monday, scoring over 40 points then, it's unbelievable what he's accomplishing without Chris Paul. Yeah. I think we shouldn't be talking about Devin Booker in comparison with Zion Williamson. We should be talking about in the previous talk that talked about okay. Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. Yeah. We need to have that conversation. I'm not ready to elevate him ahead of Tatum yet, but we need to have that conversation. Two guys who've been to the finals with their team in the MVP, MVP conversation this year. And Booker's only 26. These guys haven't hit their primes yet. <laughs> mm, you're really locked into those mid-20 ages. Israel Gutierrez, how about you? <laughs> If you're going to talk up Devin Booker, I want to hear about the 20 made field goal attempts because that jumps off the box score for you. Not he was tired and sat down and decided not to play in the fourth quarter. Give me Zion Williamson. 12 for 15, by the way. No Brandon Ingram on the floor. No C.J. McCollum on the floor. Zion was absolutely dominant. I love that. I, I don't think. I don't think Booker sat because he was tired. I think it was because he did all he needed to do. The game was over. We'll move on. Fire cell three. Patrick Peterson versus Kyler Murray. Peterson on his All Things Covered podcast. Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's just a matter of the fact. Murray coming back. This isn't true. You're on some weird ish. You got my number. If you really felt like this is a big bro moment, you're supposed to tell me, not drag me, so your podcast can grow. Mina, who you got? 
You know, I, I side with Kyler on this one. He's been criticized at various points, sometimes anonymously, about his leadership and not being the best teammate. But for me, going on your own podcast and talking about an old teammate that way, that is worse leadership and worse te- I think a worse example of being a good teammate uh, than anything Kyler has done. Okay. They're not teammates now, though. Jay Adonde, how about you? Mini, you know what's tough? We never see other people speaking on Kyler Murray's behalf and defending him. It's similar to Russell Wilson, your guy when he's in Seattle. All the shots that came his way, we never had people having his back. You would think if Kyler Murray were truly a made man, people would be afraid to take shots because someone would come. Oh, you're saying what you're looking at here is that no current Cardinals teammates have come. It's telling. Yeah, it's telling that we don't see people defending him. He has to defend himself. Gutierrez. Shouts to Patrick Peterson for having his Christmas tree up in an appropriate time. Um, I do think, though, that if you look at the entire picture of, of Kyler Murray and the things that are being said about him, whether it be even the clause in his contract, it does paint something of a not great you know, picture of who he is, whether it's his personality, whether it's his you know, willingness to work hard uh, off the field. But... It is something that you also would say, you know, make or uh, say something outrageous about a big name in the NFL to get your podcast some growth. You would do that as well. So while I understand uh, where Kyler's coming from, you know, Patrick Peterson probably has a point. Frank Isola. You know what? With Kyler Murray and this one, everything is going against him this year. You're his ex-teammate. I think it's kind of weak. I get it. You're trying to promote your podcast. Cite some examples. Instead of just throwing it out there. I'm not going with that. All right, meet a comments, Frank Isola. You guys agreed so much today, you can have a conversation off there. Adonde Gutierrez, you know, Calamari doesn't have clauses in his contract, Israel. He's got tentacles in his contract. Buy or sell, done. Showdown next. Santa Claus. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Indiana 77, UNC 65 last night. UNC preseason number one, third loss in a row consecutively. Indiana's number 10. They're 7-0. J.A., last night more about Tar Heels or Hoosiers? It's about the Hoosiers. They were playing inspired defense. I'm not panicking yet about Carolina. One of those losses is in quadruple overtime. The other on the road against a top 10 team. No panic. Israel? Yes, however, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, their starting guards, responsible for 58% of the shot attempts in those three losses. If they're really going to get everybody else involved, those guys got to spray the ball a little bit more, and they can fix that. But they can. They made the, the final last year uh, as a five seed. We'll move on to middle school. You guys ready? We don't go to eighth grade off and check this out. Full court shot from Cooper Thorson. Milton Pope, the big win. Look at that heave. And an eighth grader, but he's playing up. 
high school football in Alabama. Trent Seaborn, 12 of 14, five passing touchdowns to win the state championship for Thompson. Again, in the state of Alabama, eighth grader playing up. Who impressed you, Israel? Uh, I mean, the football thing is impressive, but you're talking about a three-quarters court shot hooked with the left hand, have no idea if he's left-handed, and an and one. He got fouled on the hip. That should have been a four-point. Yeah, 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 that three-quarter court heave got me lefty, too. I don't know if he's lefty or not, but I'm not sure those guys are in middle school or high school. I thought that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at first when I saw the video. Yeah, I know. I mean, South <laughs> high school football could be professional. Jay Adonde, 30 seconds of FaceTime. Still a month left in 2022, which means it's still appropriate to buy the year's best sports writing 2022 edition. <laughs> I had the privilege of serving as the editor, putting it together. I'm most proud of the diversity in the storytellers and storytelling. No matter your race, gender, sexual identity, religion, you will find yourself represented in this book if you buy it. Some great storytellers, including our guy Bill Plasty's in there. How great Plasty. is that? Jay Adonis had the prop. He's like, ah, as a matter of fact, I've got something to talk about. 2023 is your year, Frank. Break. See you tomorrow. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs>